0: Block talk radio.
1: This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling
2: world.
3: This is John Sullivan. It's Bab Michael Thompson talking to phenomenal
2: AJ Stout. Psycho Killer from Austin Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast
4: Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to SportsCast
0: Radio.
3: Ladies, ladies,
5: ladies and gentlemen, this is Sportscast Radio. Uh, back with you, hosting for the first time, in, I don't know, maybe six months to a year. As, as everyone knows, it's it's been Jordan and Elijah uh, taking over Sportscast as Wrestlecast has just kind of kept growing uh, bigger than we thought it would be, and you know, myself and Alex are tied up with that, and and I got two great guys that I can count on too. Continue the the momentum and the great, you know, what the one that started it all back in my God Valentine's Day of 2015. I think was the first episode. Man, 60 cents. We're we're approaching five year anniversary of Sports Cast in um two weeks. It's incredible to think about. Uh, never thought it would have kept going. So kudos to everybody for the support and. Thousands and thousands of listens throughout the years. It's been an amazing ride. But uh, this week we didn't come, or the guys didn't come on Sunday, because obviously there was, there was a, a tragedy on Sunday. And um, they wanted me to be a part of the show, as everybody listening, uh, everybody who's listened, knows that uh, my life. I mean that's that's everything that it revolves, and so I uh, wanted to be a part of it, and I said I would, and it was one of those things where just I couldn't do it the last couple of days, like I wanted to, and I think today is today is the the day day to get it going and rolling. Um, so once again, uh, you know, I thank those guys for you know keeping this this train going without me, and you know now I'm back ready to do this, so. First and foremost, what's going on, Elijah?
3: What's happening?
5: I am <laughs> Um
3: I, I just want to say I appreciate you have let me uh kind of come on tonight and waiting a little bit of time waiting because you know I was on vacation or whatever. So
5: no, it was um, it was for the best anyway. What I you know I told you I was like you know I don't know if I want to wait that long. I. You know, I'm I'm gonna just spearhead this and you know take take over sportscast for the week. Even you know, even though it's not really what I've been doing. And you know, after I said I was gonna do it, I just couldn't do it. And I was gonna do it again, and then I couldn't do it again. Um, we'll see how tonight goes. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm doing so good. I'm doing good so far. It's only been five minutes, four three and a half minutes. But
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just sad news, man. Like. One of those things where someone you don't you don't expect a person of this stature just to all of a sudden die and be gone like it's kind of it's real crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. especially how like him and LeBron were dominating the news the day before, and yeah, you know it's just like what what's going on here, like. This is this is just nuts,
5: and that's the the one thing too. Like, like you said, twelve hours before this happened, LeBron had spoke to Kobe, and Kobe like like praised him for for passing him and like thanked him and said, "Now you you know you're you're a Laker now, you have a responsibility," <clears throat> and and that was the one thing, you know. We'll get into the Kobe stuff here, but I think that you bring that up as such a prevalent point because my beef I always had with, with LeBron James up until the last couple of years. And I'll, actually I should say up until getting back to Cleveland, but up until the Miami thing and into the Cleveland days was I said, as much as he may be athletically gifted and skilled and great, there's something that put Le- Michael and Kobe on a different pedestal than me. And it was that, I can take anything, take him on my back, cut throat, I can do whatever, and we saw it with with Cleveland I mean it was a different player in Cleveland um you know going back to the you know that block and you know just it, it was just it was it was something I, where I started respecting him a lot more, and I appreciated it more and then when he went to l a he went you know he goes there and he's playing with a young team, and you know this team's playing he gets hurt and this team keeps playing and, and they do what they can. And now they put together this roster that if you, if you put on a piece of paper, obviously having LeBron and AD is great, but this is a team of just great role players. And the way that, I mean, he leads the, the NBA in assists, like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't realize how great of a passer he is. And you see it out there now and it's any, he, and he passes Kobe and he, He talks to Kobe and Kobe's like, You know what you have to do now. You need to get us number seventeen. This is this is where you can cement yourself. And and he he agrees and he says, you know, all right, Kobe, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this, you know, I'm gonna get this and and get us number seventeen and twelve hours later this happens. Like the the minute that it felt like the torch was passed that I wasn't like and I didn't care. I was like, Hell yeah, let's go and then this happens. It was just it was just insane, it, like the timing.
3: Yeah, i like when so I was I was on the plane all more like I was on the plane and at the airport and kind of doing my thing, the morning he died, and someone by the guy that was sitting next to me was like, my friend just messaged me that Kobe Bryant died. He's like, I can't really confirm it though because my he's like because my phone I can't get on the internet right now, but you know he's. They said he died in a helicopter crash, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, but I don't know if it's it's true or not because I haven't really seen the headline. And then as soon as we landed, we got our phones off of air airplane mode, and the 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 news we got the headlines, and I was just I was in shock. I mean, yeah.
5: The uh, oh, go ahead,
3: sorry. Oh no, I'm just. I you can you can talk, and then I'll come back in, but. Yeah, I was just bewildered.
5: Um, Alex texted me at 1.40 on Sunday. Condolences to you, Ryan. This is her, uh oh, God, I'm going to start crying. Damn it. I didn't even make it 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can make two hours here. Hopefully Jordan gets uh, done with his, he's got a little personal thing he's handling. So, uh, okay. Um, but he says, condolences again um, to you. This is uh, horrifically sad, and I laughed. He said, no, about Kobe. And I said, uh, and then I said, I got one left after I finished Yosheri and Candice, then Ben K and Doy, because I thought he was talking about when I texted him how I was struggling to get 10 reviews written up for this. Uh, the Voices of Wrestling, which is a huge podcasting network. They run like 10 different shows. They have like 30 reviewers. Um, they asked me to get, do my top 10 this year and write like a column of it and be on their voting for the match of the year last year. And uh, oh, nice. I... I um, asked about Alex, and they said, "Yeah, if he wants to do it, since you know anybody that's on your show wants to do it, go ahead." And I was like, "Hell yeah, that's exposure." And they'll put our, you know, they're going to plug the Twitter and the the website and our show and everything. And the last thing I said to him was, "Man, still have three matches to write my review of. Doing ten is way harder than I thought." Then that's when he said the the condolences to you, Ryan. That is uh, horrifically sad, and I laughed. And that's when I said the Ben K. Doi match. He said, "No about Kobe." And I said, "Oh, I said at least it was another Laker passing him, lol." And then a minute later, I text him, "Oh, bleep." And then he says condolences again. Ryan, too crazy to believe. So after I texted him, at least it was another Laker passing. Him. I thought he was talking about the LeBron
3: thing. Um, oh man.
5: And then I then all of a sudden I look at I start looking at social media. Or no, that's that's when um. That's when Alex texted the group, and Jordan was like, No, no way. And then I was like, Oh my God, that's what he's talking about. And then I scrambled because none of the sports sites were posting it. You know, they didn't want to jump on it. There was nothing ESPN, everything was TMZ, this or, you know, things like that. And then they're talking about, you know, all these different people, and it was just all sorts of craziness. And then I want to say about three o'clock, all the programming on ESPN2 changed just to strictly Kobe. And throughout that day, it was like, oh my, I couldn't believe it. And I started, you know, I, I, I cried for an hour and I was, it was, you know, Demetrius was with me and he's trying to not do anything, you know, crazy or anything. Um, Cause he didn't know how to react. I mean, well, you know, he's, he's pretty beat Cause he's, he's got respect for Kobe because he had to watch Kobe beat him every year with the case. <laughs> and um, then the rumble started and Isaiah came over and, you know, we're drinking and, laughing and wrestling and just being stupid watching the rumble and having a good time with the rumble and everything's cool. And then I don't know about 11 o'clock, 1130 when I was just sitting by myself, I started watching things on YouTube and then it led to the one thing to another thing. And then that's what I actually posted on Facebook, which I never do. And like, that was kind of when all that started crumbling down and I just, I couldn't do it. I, I I didn't go to work until like one o'clock on Monday, and I actually called somebody to close. But like I couldn't even stomach working. Like people were like, "Are you sick? Like do you are you okay?" Like that didn't know obviously about it, but like, you yeah. know, Luke, like man, he goes, "I'd stay if I if I could," because you look like you need to go home. But it's just it like it this this hit me like a family member because I've you know I cried when Ric Flair retired, I cried when Jushin Under retired, I cried when He was sloppy retired. Hell, I cried when Kobe Bryant retired. But, you know, it wasn't like he was, you know, he was 78 years old and he passed in his sleep or something. This is a 41 year old man who just got done. He retired from basketball and said, eh, I'll try something else and writes a freaking, you know, wins an Oscar.
3: Yeah.
5: You know, and he's his daughter. He's got his daughter. And the daughter thing, I think, is the really hard part, having a kid, too. Yeah. You know, and, and she's, you know Gina Oremus obviously lined up like uh, she must be a Yukon girl and you know Kobe said she's better than I was at this age like you know she was she was the the girl 6 years from now that was going to go to the WNBA that maybe put that shit on the map they've always wanted it to be like it's just it's just insane man yeah
3: there's lots of lots of tragedy man like especially you know people forget about all the other people that died on that helicopter I mm-hmm. mean there's two of uh, two of Gigi's teammates a coach Gigi a mom and a dad like it's not just Kobe that that died there's like so many people that that died and so many people whose lives are gonna be affected by this it's just a sad story all the way around. I just want to say, man, TMZ is like gotta be like one of the worst like things like on the planet Earth. Like they they release the story before Vanessa Bryant even knew about it. Like Good she found God. out she found out by TMZ.
5: See, those are some of the things you just gotta
3: and then, when they like then, when they said Rick Fox is on the yeah on the on the helicopter, like they added that in there, and he wasn't on there, and like his family didn't know that what was going on, like they thought he was dead, like just it's just oh my god, like t m z just terrible, like I don't know how they could how they could live with themselves and sleep at night,
5: and like you know. I feel bad for you know random person a who maybe reported it to them because they're trying to do what they think they have to do for their career. And they're not thinking of repercussions, you know, like here's, you know, some 19 year old kid who finds this out and he reports it and then it goes everywhere. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you guys should, do have to clear this stuff? Maybe you should realize there's certain things you should wait to post. You know, that's just, that's like such a good point, man. It's just, Uh, And and then it sucks, too, it comes out that the plane was, like, going, like, charging up, like, meaning that he finally, the guy could see and get clearance to go higher. So it was climbing. You know, I mean, if this thing just climbs a little quicker or earlier, who's to say they don't, they miss the hills and they go right over the hills and they're fine? Like, it wasn't like it just went down, I mean they were trying to scale up it, it sounded like
3: so what so what ha- like what exactly happened with the helicopter? I don't really know like how they crashed I guess I don't know it why said they they were, crashed they, were
5: how- they were there was a, i guess there was heavy fog and ground first off, people were surprised that the ground control let them actually fly with all this fog
3: being well, a I
5: helicopter
3: one thing I did hear is that they didn't uh really the pilot was just like we don't need air traffic control or whatever he was like we'll be fine or I'll I'll be fine or I'll be able to do it so he was kind of he was kind of flying without their assistance like I think they didn't like cuz mm. you can you, you don't have you don't have to use air traffic control like there's commercial flying and then there's uh like people who just fly like fly themselves so, okay like you don't, you don't have to use the air traffic control.
5: I I didn't so. know that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I guess this is like the same pilot Colby's used for like 17 years. And like Kawhi Leonard uses the guy. Kawhi said there's times yeah. when he would get off a helicopter or get on the helicopter. And the guy's like, Oh I just dropped off Kobe." He said, hi. It's like, I'm sure this guy yeah. has done this too many times. And it sounded like it was climbing. He was trying to get, high enough in the air and that's why i think he called ground control then is he was trying to get clearance to move into an actual like regulated airspace to get above the fog so that's probably why mm-hmm. he contacted them so that makes sense that he didn't have to and then he chose to to let him know he's going into the higher altitude and then i guess yeah. as it was climbing it happened oh jeez So that makes me wonder if, like, they didn't even know it was going to happen. They were just sitting there casually talking, and all of a sudden, boom, they just hit something and blew up. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is better than the dramatic we're going down, and you have to feel, you know, oh, my God, are we going to be alive? Yeah. So, I mean, I I guess if it was instant and they didn't even know it was going to happen, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but at least, you know, there wasn't any... I'm sure the last moment they had, was a good moment then. Cause Kobe always said, I'm a girl dad. And he was probably prepping her for the game and talking about their basketball practice or game that they had. So, I mean, at least they let, they went out on a good note. Yeah. they could be. That makes it a little, I mean, it doesn't make it easier, but at least there, there's potential that there wasn't any suffering. And cause that's the worst thing too, is cause you imagine you're just going down and you know, you got 30 seconds to live and, well, I can't call anyone because I don't have any signal, so I can't call my wife and tell her I love her. I can't call my other kids, but I can sit here with you at least, and you know, oh, we're two seconds away now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, Ugh. she seemed to be she seemed to be the the kid that was like kind of always with him and like
0: mm-hmm.
3: close with him, like really extremely close with him. Like, it, yeah.
5: Because I, guess, oh, I guess Bianca's the seventeen-year-old. I guess she's like a, she's like a really good volleyball player. So I'm sure she was off doing her stuff because she wasn't doing the basketball. So she probably was. I don't know. Maybe she's more with the mom. Yeah. There was there were talks that um somebody said when that when he gets his statue in front of Staples, they should put her with him.
3: That would be cool.
5: Yeah, it would go that against the norm, but I think be, it's okay to do.
3: Yeah. Uh, UConn actually, I think, like made her like a honorary member of the team or something. Like if I remember correctly, I saw. Yeah, they had
5: like a, a warm up like over one of the chairs on the bench or something, sitting there. Yeah. I mean, this like you know this this I I, I, I joked with Demetrius about this. So I was like, you know, th- that might have been the one thing that got me to watch the WNBA you know if I get to watch Kobe's yeah. daughter hell yeah watch that shit let's go yeah you know and especially if he's like she's better than I was at 13 like okay
0: we might have <laughs> something here
5: <laughs> there was a story I heard today Michael Thompson was uh was saying or was at the bar with, with Kobe and Derek Fisher and they were arguing you know he's like Kareem's the best player ever and Kobe's like no Jordan's the best ever and he's they're going back and forth on staff, this and that. And uh Michael Thompson says to Kobe he goes, Well, is Jordan better than you? And he goes, Hell no
3: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a Kobe.
5: Uh, you know, I'm 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 intrigued to see what happens on Friday. The Lakers first game since this happens. You know, LeBron yeah. sounds like the guy who's gonna try to get the team out from the dark and you know this is this is I'm I'm excited because I need I need to feel good. I finally was happy. I mean, the Lakers had the worst record over the last 6 years combined, which is not something I'm used to and you know, bright spot finally happens this team's. You know, I I said they're going to finish 4th in the West and now, to be fair when we did our we did our our preview, I didn't say I thought they were going to be number 1, but I didn't want to be the guy who just looks like the freaking homer saying it, you know. That's why I put you saw one and Denver, too. By the way, I was pretty good on that Utah one. They're looking real good right now. Um, yeah. It was like 20 of 22. But, you know, Denver and the Clippers. I even put the Clippers over the Lakers to try to not sound biased. But in my head, I'm like, man, they have Anthony Davis, who's like, you can't stop. I mean, this guy was training his whole life to be a point guard, and he suddenly grew nine inches his sophomore year of high school. So he's like a six foot 11 point guard. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be incredible. And, and LeBron – I mean, as much as as great as Kyrie was, he has a bona fide superstar with him now, which he hasn't had before, and his way of playing is is going to help him. And on oh, you know, then this happens halfway through the season, and it's just
6: you know
5: now now the you know LeBron LeBron's got to be the Mamba. He's got to be he's got to lead this team out of purgatory because damn it, we need a W after this.
3: Yeah. Um, did you, did you see all the, like, you see all the tributes? Like, did you have any, uh, any like favorite tributes or things that, um, like the players were doing to like honor him and the teams were doing to honor him? Like, did you have, did you see them and did you have any favorites?
5: Um, I mean, obviously I thought the 24 second thing was pretty cool. Um, the, the 824 with the Timberwolves was pretty sweet. I, I I really thought it was cool. Ovechkin wore the twenty-four on ice today. Um, you know, some of the players changed their numbers. There, there was there was some good stuff out there.
3: Did you see Did you see uh, what Andrew Wiggins did? mm mm So you know how Kobe broke uh, or passed like Michael Jordan on the scoring list at at the Target Center.
5: I was there. I was there. No big deal.
3: Yeah. So. I have the free throw on
5: video. uh, To by the way.
3: (laughs) So so, Andrew Wiggins went to the free throw line and put the ball down, and they got like a eight second violation or whatever. Oh, that's That was. was, And Uh, guess what happened after that? (laughs) We the Timberwolves lost. Wig Wig, Wiggins Wiggins dropped thirty six. Nine and eight, I think. Jeez. And the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves <laughs> blew a twenty-two point lead, or twenty-seven point, twenty-two or twenty-seven point lead, and they blew a sixteen point lead in like two minutes.
0: <laughs> God.
3: So, not-
0: so.
3: So why can't like Kobe, Kobe, Kobe's dead helped Andrew Wiggins play like one of the best games he ever had as a triple Wolf. but it just know, wasn't, it wasn't enough to get the W. There's, um,
5: there's, there's a mantra that kind of Kobe lived by um, that in a way I've kind of always lived with too. Like after hearing, you know, just hearing all these stories and, you know, I look at it with, you know, it's radio and, you know, I I may not stream as much as I used to and because I, you know, there's so much wrestling I'm watching now for WrestleCast and, you know, I, I gave you guys SportsCast, but, you know, I try to make sure that Strong Style Media gets so much of my time. You know, I sleep five hours a day because I'm watching so much stuff to talk about and cover on radio or I'm watching this and doing that or I'm jumping out with you guys and doing, you know, extra. Me and Alex are doing, you know, writing reviews for websites or we're doing multiple things. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if I don't, I've always I've always respected the fact that you know his work ethic is just was something second nature. I have a clip. I have a lot of clips on here. I have about five. Um, some of them are kind of lengthy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, this one this one's about seven minutes long, but I'm gonna play it anyway. But it's it's Jay Williams' story that he said a half an hour after they started all the ESPN stuff. And he'll when you, when you hear this story. This this is exactly how I feel. I have to, you know, even with work, you know, I, you know, I I, office office Max doesn't promote me, and you know, just hoards my talent. I bet on myself. I work harder. Now I'm back with the company, making more than double than I was making at the time. You know, I bet on myself. I'm going to work harder than everybody, and I'm going to prove that I'm better. And and it's it's exactly the Kobe Bryant mama mentality. And Jay Williams says exactly this in this, this promo and this is why this hit me so hard and I wanted to play it because this is this is how I feel like I should live my life and this is how I want Sydney to live his life when he gets older and things like that. But this is uh this is Jay Williams uh on Sunday.
7: You know, um we uh we get caught up in this world in um debates and who's the greatest and Love to judge people and off the court and on the court decisions. I think a lot of times we forget about who people are. And um, I know for me, I had a defining moment in my life that he he pushed me in the right direction. And um, for, for somebody who's a new father who has a baby girl, um, you know, I'm not going to say prayers and condolences because I don't even I don't even know how you capture this moment, man. Um, I know everybody's coming out with their Kobe Bryant story, and that's fine. But um, he is just, uh, he was one of the most special individuals I've ever met. And uh, it wasn't just his on-the-court performance. It was who he wanted to be, how he held himself. And we're all prone to make mistakes. We all live this life. Um, but his innate character, his, uh, his being, his spirit uh, was incredible. It was just incredible and uh, it's rare that I've been around a lot of people in my life and every time I was around him, if that was through the Players Tribune, if that was through as a player, if that was through random workouts, there's something so damn uplifting about him. It just made you want to be better in every aspect of your life because that's who he was and that's the standard of excellence that he held himself to all the time and um, today's just a really, today's a tough day. Today's a hard day. And I hope that um, everybody at home, you, you give that person next to you um, whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them, if this might be small or big, let the go. doesn't matter. I know I curse. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of that stuff matters, man. This is uh, it's about life and uh, being precious with every damn second we have here because it's from somebody who knows who almost happened to me, like that, man, it's just over. It's done randomly, randomly, arbitrarily. And, uh, you know, his, his four girls and his wife, we, uh, we need to come around them and support them and help them. And the NBA should cancel all games today. Um, I don't really know what else to say.
5: Yeah, we should mention there are eight games in the NBA today. It appears as though at least the Rockets-Nuggets game is going off because they did hold a moment of silence. A moment of prayer in a sense before they tipped off this afternoon to eulogize and to remember one of the greatest players that's ever picked up a basketball. I know he impacted your life personally, professionally, way beyond the game, and you can answer this from a basketball perspective or beyond. What separated Kobe Bryant from other people?
7: (laughs) You know, so my rookie year, I only played one year in the league, and my rookie year, we were playing against the championship Lakers. And it was Kobe, Shaq, that squad. And I remember I was in a slump, wasn't playing well, was getting sidetracked throughout the season, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And, uh, you know, pumped up about playing this, playing this guy here. And I, I got to the Staples Center early that day. Around 2 o'clock, 2.33 to shoot and get 400 made shots. And, um, you know, I walk in with the ball boy, and I'm putting on my sneakers, and who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant working out so hard, like game-like moves. And watching him, like, all right, thank you. you know, that's my motivation for the day. That's great. I get a chance to work out when Kobe Bryant's working out. And I go and I do my workout, and I work out for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and I go back on the sideline. I unlace my shoes, and I keep hearing the ball bounce. I look down, and this guy's still going. He's still going. And it's still the same type of moves that I saw him going from the moment I walked in the gym. And I sat there and watched him for 10 minutes, and then I left. I was like, there's no way this guy is going to be able to have enough energy to play against us tonight. And that night, he just, he just destroyed us. He destroyed us in every facet of the game. And I remember after the whole game was over, I was like, don't be that cheesy dude. Don't ask another man, like another guy, like where that drive comes from. But I couldn't help myself. I, I sought him out, and I, I found him. I said, you know, like, wh- why? Why would you stay and keep working out? And I, this line changed my life as a person. He said, because I saw you come in a gym and I wanted you to know that no matter how hard you worked, you weren't going to outwork me. And it was one of those things where I was sitting there saying, like, who am I? Who am I? But that's just how he was, that's the cloth he was cut from. That's who he was every day in every facet of his life. Uh, You know, if it was him trying to be better, coming up with Cartoons, the animated series, and winning a damn Oscar. If uh, it was him trying to be better as a person, you know, like I don't know every aspect about Kobe, but I know how he touched me in my life. And that moment right there was, I know my career ended short, but I, I carry that in everything I do. Like that's that's how I attack my life. And if it's with my wife being a better husband, if it's with my daughter being a better dad, if it's with work, how do I work more? How do I work better? How do I work more efficiently? Um, that's a huge part of who I am because of that moment, and um, I can never thank him enough for that.
5: Your words have been incredibly poignant. the San Antonio Spurs are gonna tip off in nine. Um i mean <laughs> i don't i mean that's 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 what I try man like i I don't, I don't understand why not you know, like I hear that mm-hmm. oh shit why not live that mentality and you know it's like I said. You know, probably 20, you know, 2013, 2014, when that, you know, the, the previous job thing, that's kind of when I was like that, I need to adapt that mentality. And, you know, a yeah. year later, I start SportsCast. You know, I'm going to be better than everybody at this. Uh, you know, now we, you know, we it's five-year anniversary, six-year anniversary on, in two weeks. Now we have an LLC. We have multiple shows. We have a Twitch channel. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting paid stupidly uh, for doing the same thing I was doing back then for half of that. I mean, that's the mentality that that I learned. And you know, when I hear hear Jay Williams talk about that, I'm like, hell yeah, bro! I I I can reminisce with you on that.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stories about. How his work ethic is unmatched, and I mean, Allen Iverson was. They they asked the story about him, and Allen Iverson was like, he's like, man, he's like, Kobe Bryant was always working. He's like, we were, we were. I was, he was in town, playing us, or we played him, or something. And I, we kind of were talking after the game, and he asked me what I was doing, and I'm like, I'm going to the club, and I asked Kobe what he's doing, and he said he's going going to to work on basketball. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like you never, I mean, that guy was always working. And I mean, there's lots of stories about how he was kind of, he was really introverted and, you know, he didn't do a whole lot with his teammates and stuff just because he was always working that much to where he didn't have time for friends and he didn't have time to do stuff with other people because he was always trying to make himself that much better so like it's it's just it's it's something it's something to behold man like <laughs> someone can be that dedicated
5: it's it's incredible man um your normal co-host george iskra joins us on the line Jordan, what's up man
2: hey man sorry i uh i arrived late no. to the uh to the You're party dead. here but i definitely know it is a uh uh at this point i for me it's like the grieving is over and the like celebrating begins like you think about some of these crazy like stories that you just you know what you just shared or like uh you know you know he is talking about the work ethic man i think uh, i think there's always like some crazy thing where an assist, he told an assistant coach to meet him at uh to meet meet him somewhere at like five o'clock. And then the, uh you know, to uh, to start, you know, getting rebounds for him when he needs them, and uh, and and guy gets there at like five thirty, you know, not five thirty, gets there like he gets there at like five o'clock, and Kobe's already put in an hour and a half worth of work. It's just like, it's like, what are you, what are you doing, Kobe? Like, um, uh, yeah, amazing work ethic, very cool. Um, yeah, I it's been a, it's been a cool week as far as the tributes go and the people you know, Spencer Dinwiddie changing his jersey number and then um also wanting to hook up his fans who, who uh who did I think the the first twenty eight hundred or two, two uh, yeah, two hundred and eighty uh that purchased it he wanted to pay for like or plus swap the jersey out, like that's cool, man, you know, put stuff to the right places. But I don't know. It's just old Butchkin tonight, watching rocking the jersey, man. I I don't know. I, I I don't know where I am at at this point. But like I said, I think I think it's it's to the point where it's got to be worth celebrating. And I think these uh, these players and athletes and and fans. Um, you know, uh, what's his name from tennis? Uh, Kerr. It's always emotional. The coach. Is it like Kurgan or something like that? Um, you know, he came out rocking the rocking the rocking the, uh, the twenty four. I mean, it just. That yeah, Kriegel yeah, yes, that's right, Grigos, Yeah, I, you know, like, uh, but you know, just uh, again, transcending, transcending sports, uh, his international flair, his appreciation for for competition. I mean, whether it's a a, a you know uh, Spanish soccer team or you know a European uh, tennis player or uh, a Russian hockey player. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing the 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 uh, again the celebratory uh, aspects that are coming out now.
5: You know, and the one thing too that was really cool, was, you know, you bring up Spencer Dinwiddie, and, and they asked him about it, and he goes, "Look, you know, I, I know I'll never get voted to an All-Star game. It's, it's, it's a popularity contest, and I'm not a popular player. I'm, that's not me." And he goes, that's fine. I don't, I don't resent it. I don't resent anyone. You know, it's just it is what it is. I'm not. He goes, I'm not LeBron James. I'm not Giannis. I'm not Luka Doncic. You know, I'm Spencer Dinwiddie, and he goes." The greatest thing anyone ever said to me was he He said – I think he said last year, earlier this year, Kobe Bryant walked up to him and he goes, you know, I just want you to know that you're an all-star and you need to keep doing what you're doing because people will see how great you are. And he goes, I don't ever need a fan vote to tell me I'm an all-star when, you know, my hero comes up to me himself to tell me that I am an all-star caliber player. He goes, this is the greatest thing ever. He goes, how do I – how could anything ever top that? Being told that by Kobe Bryant, like, and how simple is that? You know, you you know to oh, get yeah. that that type of a of an accolade from somebody, you know, obviously of his stature. But I mean, Kobe doesn't need to go up and do that. He doesn't need to go tell him that. Really? What is what does Kobe have to tell Spencer Dinwiddie? You know, he's a Brooklyn Nets. Doesn't even have any like ties to anything yet. He still goes out of his way to tell him this, like it's just it's just like in and, and i agree with you on the you know i think i think it's past the morning part i i lost it once almost so far tonight i've been doing pretty good nothing compared to when, when when i was on xbox with you on sunday and you just signed off while i'm crying on the headset that was probably the most uncomfortable <laughs> you've ever been around me I'm, i apologize for that but i i, I wasn't I gonna say it.
2: anything guys
5: <laughs> you know but i uh, couldn't do it i couldn't even i couldn't even talk on the xbox i couldn't even play xbox absolutely.
2: you know yeah you know yeah and, it's definitely uh it's far cry yeah absolutely
5: i mean i your your painting is is above my computer essentially and i see it every day that you got me a couple yeah. of years ago on christmas you know yeah. so like every day i have I, I see that, you know, Demetrius got me a, you know, this frame Kobe thing. Every time I walk down my staircase and walk around into my little man cave, that's, that's like the, one of the first things I see every time I come home, you know, I, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, and I, I like that you mentioned stories too. There was, um, there was a, there's a story uh, John Island shared on, on Mason Island the other day. And he said, he said, he's sitting on the back of his, pl- uh, on the back of the team plane And he's talking to Michael Thompson. This is the 2006-2007 season, and we all know 06 and 07 Steve Nash back-to-back MVPs. And he's talking to Michael, and he says, "You know, Steve Nash is going to win the MVP again this year, most likely. How is you know he's going to be a first-team All-NBA? Gilbert Arenas is leading leading scoring, and Washington at that time had a really good team, and you know they were a, a home court seed in the playoffs going into it. And he says. I don't know how Kobe's going to make it all NBA team or the first team. Michael Thompson stops and he laughs. He goes, it's Kobe Bryant. He's the best player in the world. He's going to be on the first NBA team. He goes, well, Gilbert's leading the the lead in scoring. Nash is returning MVP, probably winning it again. Like all the East coast bias voters are going to vote the guy from DC. He goes, I would vote for Kobe, obviously, but there's, but it's not going to happen. You know, is it like, think about it and and at this point kobe bryant's walking from the back of the plane up towards the front where he was and michael thompson stops He goes, can you believe this guy he goes john tell him what you told me busts out john ireland in front of kobe and he's he explains it to him and he's and he's like are you kidding me He goes i'm just telling you the facts he goes i just scored 81 points the other day he goes i can do that again if i want to i hope you know that i don't do that when i can and he goes and he's like but but Gilbert Arenas is leading the league in scoring. Goes, I scored 81 with Smush Parker and Kwame Brown on my team. <laughs> and then, and long story short, all NBA team is number one is Steve Nash. The other guard, Kobe Bryant. Gilbert Arenas was on the second team. <laughs>
2: you know, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's messed up. That's some antagonizing stuff. And I, you know, it's funny. It's a funny thing. I remember uh, during that uh, that early. Uh, Kobe's reign, if you will. There's a lot of uh, uh, discussion whether he was better or worse than, than D Wade, and, uh, and and I can't remember what the the, the, the whole crux of it was, but uh, I, I think I almost came to blows with somebody at your house, Ryan, uh, defending Kobe one day. <laughs> 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 uh, oh man, it's
5: that's, that's that's the passion we had. I will I will never forget Elijah. We were at your your house in Farmington on, what was it, Whispering Lane or something like that?
3: Yeah, Whispering River.
5: Whispering River. was like 441 Whispering River Road or something. <sighs> I used
3: 440.
5: To go 440. I, oh, I was pretty damn close. To, yeah. that people. Um I almost remembered his whole address. That, and, and don't look at that odd that I know this man's grown man's address and I stayed in his house a lot. It's not trying to be weird. Um just kidding. Uh and I remember it was your birthday and me and your buddy Kyle were going ham arguing with you about Kobe and uh LeBron. And I remember there's a picture where me and him are in a hula hoop together and I'm wearing a Ray Rice jersey, ironically. And <laughs> and we were this is before he uh he, he uh, his wife and I remember, like adamantly, it's pouring rain outside, and the three of us are arguing, and I mean arguing to the point like your wife and someone else came out and they're like, can you shut up? And we're like, screw you, and we're going back <laughs> to arguing, and you know what I mean? Like, it's you, you're not that pa- you know it, he made people passionate to defend him. Yeah, like, oh, like even even things. even
3: even players even players though that he. Had beef with while he was playing, like still had, you know, nothing but respectful things to say about him. Like Dwight Howard came out and said something, you know. Um, oh man, Matt that ba- sucks, dude. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes came out and said something, you know. So it's like, I feel like did Roger so- Bell say anything good? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I haven't heard. Any, I haven't heard anything from Chris Childs either, but. <laughs> Didn't Chris Child stick him, and he just stared at him? Uh, yeah, Chris Child. Chris Child landed a couple good punches on him. I'm not gonna lie, but who who was the one who threw the
5: ball in his face? Is that Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes. Even
3: yeah,
5: that was no, still one of the coldest flinch. things ever. Like, if you ever want to have like a I'm colder than you" meme, it's the ball being fake passed into his face, and he doesn't even flinch. Like that's so cold. Yeah. Oh, you know it sucks. You okay, mentioned yes. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard gets pressured by his teammates to enter the dunk contest, and he pleads for Kobe Bryant's help to, uh, as a joke, for you know the that when they played together, Kobe help me help me win the dunk contest. Like, you know, even he came like you said and went around and they patched things up, but he's he wanted Kobe to go to the All Star game and be his like passer to set him up for these dunks and like you know even now oh, it can't it can't and even like, happen
3: one point I want to bring up too or something I've that I've always thought about is like can can Kobe like can the like really staunch like Kobe Bryant fans and the really staunch LeBron James fans just like st- stop arguing about them like they put. They both played. The, they both played two different positions. They're both two different types of players, and these these guys like argue about about them like like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, like our enemies as well. And that's not the <laughs> case. Like LeBron, you mean, like, Kobe, we did have... ten years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm I wasn't even like I just. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe when he was playing. I grew to appreciate him more, like, after he retired, but I wasn't the biggest fan of his when he was playing. And I just sometimes, like, his, I guess, attitude towards teammates and, like, his hero ball style play kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I always Mm -hmm. thought he was really good. I always thought he was really good and whatever, but, like, I guess I think a lot of it just comes from the fanatics of the two players and it's like God, these guys like are acting like they're like taking sides in a war between two people and they don't even have beef with each other. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it feels like it feels like they argue with these guys like they like LeBron and Kobe hate each other and I don't know, it's just I just Ooh, what like, did I
5: always say ask- to you. I ended up I realized I didn't like LeBron because I didn't like LeBron fans. They acted like he was Jesus of Nazareth walking on water through a burning river in Cleveland, Ohio. Like that—that's yeah. what drove me nuts. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know,
3: yeah. And I wasn't—I wasn't a huge LeBron fan, but I defended him over Kobe Bryant fans because I kind oh, of felt the yeah, same way about.
5: That's what gave I, you the LeBron James meme every week. On radio, but I, but I, I worked but I hard on them things. things. But but I felt
3: that like his fans, Kobe's like fans, were just sometimes just way over the top with their praise of him, and that like like as a player he had like no faults. And that I mean that's the same case with LeBron James. It seems like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan are kind of in that class of player where they're like super fans, like don't think they have any faults or that they don't have any weaknesses or that they don't need teammates to win games and that they do all this shit all by themselves and stuff. And it's it's That's crazy. That's
0: so great, I think.
3: Yeah. I mean, they
0: fans my favorite are that player, passionate.
3: My favorite player is Kevin Garnett of all time. And I've never like had to argue too much to defend Kevin Garnett because it kind of like no one is like as passionate about Kevin Garnett as they are about like Kobe well, you know, Bryant. And,
5: and I'll say this too, um, you know, and, and Jordan, I got I got something for you here in a second. I, I think the great part about, you know, like the Kevin Garnett thing where you, you being a Kevin Garnett as your like all timer is kind of in a weird way. And I'm saying weird way because it's not like the hometown team or thing like that. It's kind of like Timu Solani with me. I'm never going to argue that Timu Solani is the greatest hockey player who ever lived. I may argue he's going to be, he's one of the greatest goal scorers who ever lived. But you could argue that in Kevin Garnett's era, he was the number two or even number three power forward anyway. But you loved him so much that to you, it meant that much. You know, Timu Solani meant that much to me because. I loved his game more than anybody. The way he played the game, nobody else could touch. The way I I appreciated how he played it. Yeah, that's how
3: you look at. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you look. That's uh. Oh, jeez. No, no, I'm
5: sorry, I was shut up. You look okay. You look at. You look at LeBron. You look (laughs) at Jordan. You look at you look at uh, you look at Kobe guys like that. These are the guys like where we would argue Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You know, when when you have the guys who are in the all time category, that's where I think those type of fans come out differently. And that's why I appreciate like I appreciate your love for Kevin Garnett so much. I had a a buddy growing up named Nathaniel, whose favorite baseball player was Juan Gonzalez. Nobody ever is going to come to me and say Juan Gonzalez is the greatest player ever. But he loved Juan Gonzalez. And I said, damn it. Like I grew up loving Drew Brees and Mike Piazza on the Dodgers. You know I I love Piazza and you know I I was a Patriots fan because of Drew Brees. That's the other reason I hate Tom Brady is he replaced Brees and won the Super Bowl, so Tom Brady can suck it. Um,
3: you, <laughs> but know? you mean Bledsoe?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, Bledsoe re- or Brady replaced Bledsoe, won yeah. that playoff game, and then they cut Bledsoe and he went to the Bills.
6: Yeah. Um,
5: But that's – you know, those were – I appreciated those guys in a different way than I appreciate Kobe. And that's where, like, you know, Jordan, you could almost test this too, is being a Kobe fan, you have to defend him in a different limelight because in our eyes, he's the GOAT. Get off his nuts. Your guy ain't Kobe. You know, it's not like we're going, my favorite player is James Worthy. That's a dope favorite player. You're never going to argue he's the best player ever.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I'll never, I'll never argue that. I'll never argue that Kevin Garnett's the greatest player ever. But I feel like he doesn't get his due because he was on some, he was on some bad teams, and he was pretty much doing everything himself. I mean, like he was leading the team in scoring, rebounding, assists, steals. Sometimes, like, and I, I think that all that gets lost. And the fact that yeah the Timberwolves were just weren't very good when he was playing, it's, so it's
5: that's like why. Anyone that's, who's a big team at guy, you know, I totally could see why you love Tracy McGrady. You know, hell yeah, I I agree with that. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think it, arguing for the best ever. I think if you're not arguing about it, then are they really? Are they really the best ever? You know what I mean? No. Or, 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 good call. You know what I mean? Like. You know, so like, you know, here's the thing: is I'll argue with the LeBron fan all day. People saying who, you know, who's, who's the next Jordan or who is close to being the next Jordan. You know, I think that's the argument worth worth noting. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I don't think you stop at this, the the like the crazy barbershop talk and the, uh, you know, the the hype that's got to be lived up and. and and so on, and so forth. That that, that that's never going to end, man. It, it, I think that's just a testament to the skill that usually usually it's person A and person B both have. You know what I mean? So it, mm-hmm. it's like Coke and Pepsi sometimes.
5: And it helps too when you know when when you know the people who want to argue Kobe Bryant is the greatest ever. It it helps when Michael Jordan, who most of us see as the greatest player ever, says the only person that was even close to being as great as I am is Kobe Bryant. So immediately there as a Kobe fan, i going, ah, you ain't got that ammunition for your player A or player B. The GOAT said he's the GOAT, you know? So then it's like it, I'm, it, I'm it, going off the head on that
2: the, one. I love but then the, the the that that special type that that guys like Kobe that Jordan that LeBron are not only did he say he's the closest why did he say he's the closest because he copied everything I did is what he said yeah he did and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he big up himself he big up himself over Kobe still and uh, and I thought that was uh, that was legend status yeah. and I think if you're not if you're not banging it for yourself in retirement even like you know legend status. Jordan,
5: um, I'll, I'll tell you this one. I, I I told this to Elijah, and Elijah got a kick out of this. But Michael Thompson told a story yesterday where he said he got to the bar, and Kobe and Derek Fisher are, are sitting there, and he starts talking you know, he sits down and starts having beers with those guys, and they're arguing Kareem and MJ, who's the best ever, and Kobe's defending MJ to the to the tenth degree, and Fisher's kind of on the MJ train too. But you know, Michael Thompson is oh, it's it's it's. Kareem, it's Kareem, it's Kareem, it's Kareem. Which, you know, he's got a damn good argument about that. He's like, he done everything cool. Jordan did, but he's the leading, he's the all-time leading scorer, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, he goes, is, is MJ better than you and Kobe? He goes, hell no. <laughs> so, in the midst of him defending it, he still goes, and then mind you, this, this is a follow-up to, I didn't say this to you earlier, Elijah, but Michael Thompson said he got Kobe to agree with him that the Showtime Lakers were the best Lakers and would have beat the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, whether he wanted to, whether he liked it or not. He said, yeah, I mean, you guys were just unstoppable. And he, and he straight faced like the Kobe, and he, and he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I wish you would have been in that era. You would have been the greatest backup uh, guard in the history of the league. And <laughs> I, he said, he said, you know, and he's obviously messing with them, but he goes, Man, I've never seen Kobe straighten out and curse at me so fast as ever. He goes, You and Michael Cooper would have been the best backcourt ever in the history of basketball. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> oh man. I <laughs> um, messed up. So I got I got another kind of tougher clip, but I think it's really worth playing. It's another one of those longer ones I told you about. Um, but I want to play it. Ah, uh, this was hard. Um, Jerry West. They did a roundtable at Staples, and Jerry West said his piece. And like I said, this is a little bit of a longer one, but you know it's definitely worth listening. And and it's it's because hearing it through the logo, you know, the guy who built the Lakers and and you know put this team together and and basically was the guy who, if it wasn't for Jerry West, who knows. If I would have been as big of a Kobe fan, because he would have been a Charlotte Hornet, you know, I I might not have paid. I might have been screw Kobe. We got Eddie Jones, bitch. Number six might, better than number been, eight.
3: You might have been a Memphis fan too, if it wasn't for, or I mean, you might have not been a fan of of the Lakers anymore if it wasn't for Jerry West either, because Jerry West engineered that trade to to get uh, Kobe Paul, Paul Gasol. So yeah.
5: Well, I mean, I mean, I was a Laker guy when it was, you know, before, you know, I, I dealt with it when they were barely making the playoffs with Sedale Street at the point guard and Eddie Jones and Sen Sabalos, and they weren't winning as much. I mean, I, I, I probably would have stayed Laker, but I guess here is the okay. Here is a better thing. Let me say this to you, Elijah: is Colby might not have been my favorite player of all time. Like, where would where would I have gone? Like, that's that's the interesting take. I think more than that because. You know, I, I stuck with the Lakers when they weren't that great. You know, early 90s until now. I stuck with the Dodgers when they were just spending money for no reason, buying jerk-offs like Ke- Kevin Brown and Manny Ramirez and Nomar Garcia-Para when they're past their prime just to do it to try to win and they were garmin
6: You know,
5: I, it, look; those are some bad years, man. The, I think they're still paying freaking uh, uh, Scott Casimir. I think he's still on the payroll a la like Bobby Bonilla for the Mets. Don't get me started on really? that crap. Scott Kazmir was trash too when they bought him. Yeah, but the thing oh, is, the Dodgers Oh, we're going to buy Kevin Brown. Well, that was stupid. He was garbage. Um, but anyway, like I guess I more wonder like where would where would I have went? Like if it wasn't for him, would I have been? A, would, would Tim Duncan have been my favorite player of all time? Because I love Tim Duncan. i um, the, the ba- you know, the big fundamental, the basics. I think that's what the intriguing thing is on my end. I'm glad you said that. Because now it gives me something to think about. Would I have been more on your bandwagon uh, more with KG? Because, yes, maybe, it, you know, Lakers still might have been my number one, but maybe I would have been farther on a Minnesota train than, you know, it wouldn't have been as, as much of a one and two. It would have been a one and one A out of the Lightning in the Wild. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I I love that you brought that up because now i got to go through and look at, you know, all these players because... I've I've had two favorite NBA players in my whole life. I mean, if I really look at it, growing up into the mid '90s, it was it was Mark Price. That's why I didn't like Jordan because they always beat Mark Price. Pissed me off. And then Mark Price retires, you know, mid '90s there, and then Kobe kind of picked up where he left off. So I've never really had a in between. And now I'm in that boat where I'm trying to figure out where my where my loyalty lies. So damn, that's a good man. That's a really good one, dude. I'm really glad you said that. But we bring up Jerry West. I want to play this for you guys. Uh, Really good, really good, really good sound from Jerry West. I'll I'll let let this hit.
8: Jerry, I I want to know what you saw in those. Was
1: it
4: two workouts you saw of this teenage kid, Kobe Bryant, and what knocked your socks off? Well, (laughs) excuse me. Sorry. Totally understandable. Um, you know, it wasn't like this was some great discovery because people knew who he was. At that time, uh, it wasn't in vogue to take 17 year old kids. And uh, we were having a workout, and his agent, Arne Tellum and I have been longtime friends. And he said "I'd like he wants to come and work out with some of these players that were going to be hired, taken in a draft, everyone thought. And he goes there, and I watched this, 17 years old, and I said to myself, this is ridiculous. These kids don't, kids don't even belong here. And they were three, four years in college. And <clears throat> I said, this is a waste, because I hope we don't have to draft one of those guys. When the process a young man sitting beside me here that uh, also figured into this plan. And so again, Kobe Bryant through his agent, they were trying to direct him here to us, and our big prize, the showcase of our franchise was going to be Shaquille O'Neal. If we could convince him to come here, at that point in time, you could not communicate because of uh, a leagues um, uh, in negotiation with the players and his lockout. So Kobe wanted to come back again and work out for us. and. Uh, so Arne called me and said he's in town here and he wants to work out, so I brought Michael Cooper in, and I think some of you people know who Michael Cooper is, Jesus. one of the great defenders we've had in our league. And so we wanted him to play well with Kobe Bryant and see what it looked like. Well, after 10 minutes, I said, stop this, okay? <laughs> he was embarrassing Michael, and I told Michael, I said, man, you retired soon enough. And that was the genesis of it. but spent countless days trying to trade our starting centers. Plot a to create space to so hopefully we could attract kill. And um Chiquil and I never met in person and we developed a relationship over the phone which was very honest and that's the only thing I believe in when you're dealing with players. You cannot ever lie to a player. Never. And Finally, one day, I was late, Jerry Buss, who was, we only had two or three people working for us at that point in time. And I told Shaquille, and I really remember this um, I said, Shaquille, we just drafted a kid who's the best player in the draft. And I said, I know you got a lot of good players down in Orlando, but I said, we have better players here, and we have one that's going to be the best player in the league one day. Pretty bold statement to make, but. To me, it was obvious. Charles watching you, Dwayne watching you, Reggie watching you, Shaquille watching you. It was easy to identify. And so this process went on, and all of a sudden our dream came true. We got Shaquille O'Neal we got Kobe Bryant. But I think the thing that probably is harsh for me is the times I spent with him when he was 17 years old at my house, constantly wanting me to go to the gym, uh, watching him play in the summer league, and you know everyone was excited to see a young kid like that.
8: And he's having dinner at your table and, on nights,
4: too. Yes, and having dinner uh, at my house. My son, Ryan, was his first best friend in town who worked for the Lakers for a number of years. Drove him around, and uh, to watch this relationship but he was uniquely different. Let me tell you why he was different. And he always talked about this mama mentality. He didn't have to create that, it was already there. And to watch him search out information, to watch him want to find some way to get better every year. And I spent four years of my life watching this. And I made a trade with the Miami Heats. I traded Eddie Jones, who was an all-star player. The reason why Kobe Bryant needed to start. I was kind of vilified about it. um, But best thing that ever happened. But I think the thing that resonates with me the most is his incredible career. This is a sad city right now. One person with one name, Kobe. you don't even have to mention his last name. And to see the pictures of him with his daughters, sitting at games, hugging, uh, uh, hugging them, to get a Christmas card from them every year, and to watch this incredible family grow and prosper. And now to see not one, but two, but three families gone. Uh, saddest day of my life. I lost a brother in Korea. It's the only thing that compares to this to me. I don't want to ramble on very much, but I had a special relationship with him. No one knows the intimate talks I had with him. No one knows, even people who are close to him. They don't know the conversations I had with him. They don't know the conversations I had with him in Memphis when I was working in Memphis. We still communicated. And I remember when he was going to lead the Lakers, and I never really mentioned this to anyone. He was going to come and sign with the Clippers, who I'm now involved with as a consultant. And I told him, Kobe, under no circumstances can you do this and he was mad at everyone the Lakers the owner everyone else i said kobe you can't go play with the clippers you can't play for that owner period we had two conversations about it and he supposedly made a commitment to the clippers and after the last one we talked the last time but there were so many things that we talked about as he was just seeking information he and his parents were with him for a while and honestly, I felt like he's fathered for two years. I, I don't know if I can get over this. I really don't.
6: I can remember during the Olympics, when a negotiation was going on, first time I met Mr. West. My agent, Len Armando, says, Mr. West wants to see you. Mr. West was smooth, Kenny, when I got up there. He said, I got some good news and I got some bad news. And I said, okay, what's the bad news? He said, I can't, I can't get you to 150, even as before. I said, what's the good news? He said, I can get you to 120. I said, where's the pen? And as soon as I get ready to sign, I'm telling you now, I got this young kid and he just kept saying it. I got to like you know me, D. I'm trying to get to the paperwork, trying to get the deal done. He's like, I got this young kid, I got this young kid, Kobe. I'm like, okay, Mr. West, and he was that type of guy. I mean, the first time I met him
9: because
6: 'cause I'm the elder statesman on the team, and uh, you know he, he was my rook. And I asked him, what do you want to be known for? And I asked him that question because when I first got here. Mr. West sat me down in the form. He said, "Shaq, I know you got a lot going on. I know you're a rapper. I know you've been partying and do all that stuff." And he pointed up. He said, "At the end of this, you can be up there with those guys, or you can just be just another talked-about story." So now, when Kobe came, I kind of sat him down and said, "What do you want to be?" And at 17, he said, "I'm gonna be the best player in the world, and off the court, I'm gonna be bigger than Will Smith." No, you know me, I'm like, okay, all right, (laughs) slow down, slow down, and, uh, you know, it was uh, was fun, and uh, as I said earlier, our names will always be linked, you know, we talk about who's this and who's that, but I truly believe that we will be the most dominant, big, little one-two punch ever, that's just my belief, I know a lot of people... And can you like to break it down like it should be broken down by eras? But you know, it was, a, it was a sad day for me the other day, and, I, and look, I still I still can't believe it. And to just hear his voice and like I, I'm not a big internet guy, I think I watch every Kobe Shack video anybody ever put up. I watched the Portland game seven where he threw me the lob right there. I watched the game where he shot the air balls. And I grabbed him. I watched a game versus Indiana where I messed up and got in foul trouble. And on the bench he said, don't worry about it, I got it. Because I know if we go down to Pacers, it's going to be a different series. He he told me, don't worry about it, I got it.
5: Oh, man. It's just – it's crazy to hear Jerry West talk the way he talked about him and, you know, how he's the reason that Kobe – rescinded the trade. I mean, he he talked about leaving the organization he wasn't even a part of anymore.
3: Um, Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I don't
3: know. I'm I'm struggling here again. (sighs) So, what would you have to say is, like, your favorite moment from Kobe's career,
5: man, I don't know that game winner against Boston in Game Seven to win a chip was pretty damn tight. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will always remember the Phoenix buzzer beater. Where he ran down the court with his fist extended, I will never forget that. Um, hell, being at the Target Center watching him pass Michael Jordan on the scoring record in front of my own eyes is incredible. Um, God, that's it. It's just it's it's crazy, man. I I will say. Just because I think it's one of the greatest sports performances ever, um, and I know it's the most recent too, which doesn't help. But that Utah game a few years ago in his retirement was one of, was might have been the greatest sports performance I've ever seen somebody do in my life.
3: Yeah, I mean, score sixty on on your like in your last game, that's uh.
5: You know, and Jordan, Eric, Jordan Hayward came on and said, for anybody who doubts it, none of us went light on him. He goes, I don't, You know, he goes, yeah. I understand we didn't have a lot to play for, but we didn't just give him shots. He goes, people who think, oh, Utah let him do it. He goes, this guy's hitting fadeaway 25-footers. He goes, how do we let that go in? He goes, you people are, you, you're you're delusional. And he's well, right. And he, said, like, and he also you know. said that,
3: he's like, Kobe would, he's like, if Kobe found out that, I was sandbagging or going easy. Oh God, You wouldn't have any respect for me anymore. <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> oh God, it's it's true. It's so true. Like, like here here's here's a perfect example, of um, you know going off of that. You know, Jordan, when we used to play NHL all the time. You know, we'd do threes mm-hmm. and stuff. If we ended up playing each other, um, like it'd be the same thing. Like regardless of it, he's like, like if you came at me and you beat me flat out, there's no way I would ever sandbag it because I wouldn't want you to ever have that, that, Oh, he just let me win type thing. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, no, you're not going to, you're competitive. You want it to happen? Like, Oh man. Like it's, it's, I, I still laugh when people say, Oh, I just, he let him do it. No, you can't, you, it, this isn't this isn't like you're letting him win in a video game and that's kind of where I was going with that like he's making twenty five foot fade away jump shots <laughs> like you just can't program that to happen this isn't a video game jordan what what's your answer to that man elijah's question
2: yeah that's a that's a tough one just like you said there's a lot of um a lot of really cool aspects I and mean, like you said the, the the final game is pretty special the the, the passing Jordan here in Minnesota. It feels like Minnesota's always got some good um, passing moments for, for great, te- great players or great teams. Uh, you know, it, it, it seems like if, somebody, if some record's going to get done, it's going to happen against us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think for me, I want to say it's the 81 points. Like, for, you know, like that's that's the – the Wilt Chamberlain of our era, right? Because nobody yep. else we've been alive has is hit, is hit that. You know what I mean? So we can we can look back and say, ah, you know, all right, yeah, he, he's done sixty. You know, this week, but you know what? Like Kobe did eighty-one. Like, you know, and on, on something like sixty-five percent shooting or something stupid like that. It was gross. And
5: um, starting five was like Chris Mim, Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, and I think uh, Vitali Potapinko. Or one of those Slava Bednarek, or like that's is unbelievable. There's there's a meme I was gonna send to the group chat and I I totally forgot to send it um, that I should have sent. And I'm so glad you mentioned the the '81 game, Jordan. Not to not to not to cut you off because I want you to jump back in here. Yeah. But um, let me find the screens. Okay. This is a quote the other day from Kwame Brown. Uh, and I quote, Kobe said to us before the game, don't even waste our time stretching. I'm not passing to none of you um, expletives the ball. He then went on to score 81 that night. So the night he scored 81, he told them, stop stretching and warming up. I'm not even going to give any of you the, the ball tonight. And then he drops 81. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> And it, and it, no regard for this, team, like But he's like, he's like, he goes. I dropped eighty one with Swish Parker and Quave Brown.
0: <laughs>
5: shout, out, shout out to what me and Jordan were talking about the other day. When we were like, man, you <laughs> want When you were like, I would be pissed if Adam Adam Morrison shows up at the funeral or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Adam Morrison with his stinking ass.
5: Remember when he was at the, the, the retirement game, he was just suddenly behind, like, the scorer's game, whatever, like, where the fuck did Adam Morrison come from? And he's just like, I got it. <laughs> And Kobe's wrapping Kobe. everybody up, and then he's like, oh, hey, what's up, Adam? And Adam Morrison's, like, trying to, like, get in there, and he just kind of, like, gives him nuts and, like, chest up, and then he walks away. It's like, Adam Morrison's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, he flew himself there on his own money and shit. Like, <laughs>
3: Man, Kobe Kobe said, Kobe said Adam Morrison stunk and had terrible hygiene.
0: <laughs> Have you seen him? <laughs>
5: I mean, shit, I think he used the Pantene Pro-V at least for the finale, but to get it in the ponytail, but come on, man.
3: That man was... Uh, that man was...
0: <laughs> I shouldn't call out Adam
5: Morrison like that, but it's too funny. <laughs> you, you, you know what think... else was a really good one, too? Was year three of Kobe Seattle supersonics in the opening round of the playoffs, they're getting smoked and they put all the, the bench players in, and, you know, first two years, first three years, Kobe didn't get a ton of clock and he came in, in that playoff game and he took over. And if I remember right, he led them back from like 25 down in the third quarter and after that, it was like he never sat again. And I think that's when they traded Eddie Jones. And yeah. that was kind of coming out for Kobe was he, he said, finally, I'm getting some clock. And he went in there and made the most of it.
3: Do you think yep. anyone is going to break Kobe Bryant's 81-point uh, game? Do you think it's going to happen?
5: I think if James Harden hasn't already done it, it isn't going to happen.
3: Yeah, that's like eighty. Eighty one is pretty, pretty nuts. I mean, it goes to show how nuts Will uh, Chamberlain's was too. <laughs> I mean, I think Devin oh, yeah. Booker is the close. Devin Book is like the closest one, with like seventy, seventy one. I think. So.
5: And that's the kind of guy it'll be, or like like Clay Thompson, who had like twenty seven and one quarter. Like that's yeah, the kind of guy it'll be.
3: A guy who gets hot from three point range. Mm-hmm. But
5: even even then, Clay didn't even play the entire like second half or fourth quarter because of how much they were leading because of all the yeah. load management stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know, it may never happen.
3: A guy who shoots a lot of threes or who's on a bad team. You know what? Even so. even
5: then, you get these guys who could do all this stuff, and they don't even play like that. Like look at look at look at Doncic. You know, yeah. right now. It, like, if if 10 years from now we're arguing that Luka Doncic is one of the greatest players to ever play the game, is anyone going to think that that's a crazy statement? I don't think so. But I'm not saying it, it will, but, like, it, when, when it's all said and done, we look at him, too, and it's like, well, he passes. yeah, It's rebounds. So the game has just evolved so much differently. I think that's the big change is, you know, yes, we have, like, you remember back in the day when, when all of us would be in school and you'd sit there during, like, study hall or lunch or whatever and you'd go get the sports page and read the paper and you'd look at, like, the top 10 scorers or top 15 scorers and they were all, like, high 20s, mid-20s? Like, that's not a thing mm-hmm. to watch anymore. Yeah. You know, because the game has changed and it's evolved in so much different things. It's just like the NHL. You know, you look back at back in the day, the year Solani scored 76 goals in 1993 – There was, I think, 18 players that scored 50-plus goals. Wow. You know, now you're lucky to have three that do it. And, God forbid, get to 60? That doesn't happen anymore. No. So it's just,
3: yeah,
2: the uh, game was all right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think at one point, uh, Westbrook might have been the guy might have, but, uh, Oh he yeah, he, you know, but, uh, yeah, not, not quite the same, uh, Durant, you know, maybe, uh, maybe he comes back, uh, gunning ridiculously for some reason, um, you know, with something to prove in the East. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see anyone anytime soon. I And if it is, it's the, the, the worst thing's going to happen. It's going to be like, it's going to be like a really good team. Um, and then uh, against like a broken good team. You know what I mean? Like half the team didn't play and, and you know what I mean? Because injuries or yeah. you know, they're, they're just, they're managed load or whatever. you get like the B team out there and they just get wrecked. <laughs> you
5: know what it'll be, too? If it's not something like that, it'll be. Um,
2: the Timberwolves.
5: You know... <laughs> oh, <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> but it'll be something like a. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to, like, think of something like middle of the road without being too crazy. But it'll be something like uh, Victor Oladipo scores 85. And you're just like, well, oh, that's awesome, but it's Victor Oladipo. You know?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> you know, or, you know, God forbid, for our sake, and I, I don't want to shit on him because he's done great, and I watched him put up his all-time scoring High against the Lakers. I was there live for this because I go to every Laker game here. Wiggins. But Andrew Wiggins will score eighty-two one game. <laughs> so, That'd be tight. You know, and it's just like I, you know, cool with Andrew Wiggins, but you know, it ain't Wilter Colby, <laughs> you know, it, it ain't Jordan. Yeah. You know, or Brandon, You know, something like that. Like it's not a, you know, John Wall makes a, a historic comeback and does it. You know, it's like that.
2: man that's crazy um i i was I thinking know. about like uh how kobe went out too like if his retirement was um just better you know what i mean like i wish i wish michael jordan would have did what kobe did yeah you know what i mean like nobody wanted to see michael jordan as a wizard you know nobody asked for that
5: I don't think that gets talked enough about I think that's a great point because, you know, one thing that's always going to stand the test of time with Kobe and, you know, to an extent, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, and this is part of the reason why I think they're one and two in my lifetime at the power forward is they, they wrote it out with the same team. And when they were done, they were done. I, I respect Michael Jordan for, you know, saying, screw, screw you. I'll do it on my own. You know, and he went to the Wizards or however that – you know, Elijah, maybe you have more insight because I don't remember as much.
3: Um, Do, with he play Carolina team for him <laughs> Here. No, he didn't. No, he no. Just, with, with the Wizards, I think he just – he like
5: – Chicago didn't want to pay he, him, right?
3: No, yeah. and he, he was pretty much kind of done. And then I think with the Wizards, he was kind of more like becoming more in like a – Management role, and then like they were playing bad. he was like, man, I can't just watch these guys play bad. I can play better than all these guys. I'm gonna prove to them that I can. And then he came back for came back and started playing. So and he was better I, than most of
5: the guys. <laughs> yeah, was. I mean, let's just be honest. They were the Washington Bullets before this. I mean, their best player was probably Clarence Weatherspoon if he was still there.
2: The Washington Bullets are the, uh, if I were, like, I I think I want to make a pretty solid proclamation here, but uh, the Washington Bullets are the Clippers of the East. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're a big market team with nothing but
5: losers. (laughs) You know, and that's one of those things, too, where, you know, Jordan doesn't have the, the issue of, you know, ever being argued really against is the greatest ever, but that's a risky move to hurt your legacy.
3: Yeah. I think he just, his ego is so big too that he's like, he just, he probably felt like he got kind of <laughs> shafted in Chicago and wanted to prove him wrong.
5: Yeah, which I get. Kind of you know, like Brett um, Favre. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, so To his credit, I think it worked out okay.
2: Yeah. So he retired like Brett Favre, whereas Kobe retired like what Dan Marino. I mean, he, he didn't don't go all the
3: way. Well, there's not a yeah. lot of guys. There's not a lot of guys that retire with the team that they come in with. If you think about yeah, that's, it, that's why
5: Duncan and Dirk, I think, are, are so special with it too, is because they played twenty years with one team.
3: Yeah, there's not you a know, ton of guys that do that.
5: You know, it's it's I I I, I can see where you're going with the real You know, Steve Young was a guy who who won a lot and just when his time was up, he oh, just yeah, kind of went out. Yeah,
2: I think that actually that'd yeah. probably be about right. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's probably you know, even the best one because you know Montana's Montana and you know yeah, Brett Favre. Is Brett
3: Favre, but he left and, for uh, the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know it. Let's
3: Tom Brady? I mean, Tom, Tom Brady was one that possibly could have been a guy that what? That was Philip Rivers so, getting cut. Well <laughs> no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm saying Tom Brady could have been, but he's probably gonna he's he's probably gonna go to a different team. And would you ever expect Tom Brady to leave the Patriots? How shitty
5: is it gonna be to see Tom Brady with a lightning bolt on his helmet?
3: <laughs> Weird.
2: That, that's not gonna happen. I'm
5: I don't know, man. I don't think it, I, I'm not, I would never bet against it. But San Diego just doesn't cut arguably, you know, our generation, you know, this, this generation's Dan Marino of the best guy to never win a ring at quarterback yeah, for no reason, you know, and you're moving into a new stadium. So you have to try to get fans and you're going to go in with no quarterback. There's gotta be somebody that has some kind of inkling that something could happen. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, you know, I'm 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 a hundred percent on your side, and I'll say, ah, he's not going to go. He probably won't. But man, I will tell you what, you never would have thought Brett Favre would have showed up with Paul Ch- Childress's punk ass, or was yeah. was that his name Paul Childress? Brad, Brad Childress. Doesn't matter, Childress. Childress. Whatever, Mustache Childress. Man. It, you never <laughs> would have expected to see that dude, you know, the guy who's sending dick pics with the Mustache Man, fly into Eden Prairie. You know what I mean? Like that's just not something you expect.
2: Yeah, no. man. <laughs> I that's mean, anything
5: nice. can happen, you know. But I mean, look at look at this. If, if if and that's why I love that Jerry West clip. When I was doing my research, trying to find clips for the show tonight, is this, Kobe almost went to the
2: Clippers? Could you imagine if Kobe went to the Clippers, man? What would you say to that? Oh, like, I would have hated him. I, I would have hated Kobe That, that I did you for no reason, just 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 to, just to ruffle them feathers. What would like? And it like, could you imagine
3: what I would be saying at this point? <laughs> this would be... like, ba- you would have been like, "Bomber's my hero." <laughs> uh,
2: I already <laughs> well, do. Jordan would have had a, 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 a title Sterling shirt. Oh, stop!
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, oh, this, this would
5: have been like if, if, ooh, okay, I hated these guys. When they were in our division years ago, for the longest time, like I couldn't stand them. But this would have been like if the would have went to the Vancouver Canucks, because I hated the Canucks when the Wild were in the same division as them. Oh, or like if Peyton Manning would have went to the Steelers or something. Oh, I would have hated. Oh, I would have been pissed. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Like, dude, I would have. I probably would have. I would have probably. I would the guy burning my Kobe jersey like LeBron when he left <laughs> Cleveland.
4: Oh, man.
5: Screw <laughs> you, mama. You went to the Clippers, you son of a bitch. I hope you never make the playoffs again. You and Keon dueling and Jeff McInnes and Eric
2: Baikowski. No man. you have fun playing <laughs> yeah, with the but, headband. But, but on imagine, I, I, on, put on put a side in. note, I think about a Kobe and Blake Griffin tandem, though.
5: That would have never happened. Because they would have never had the number one pick. Oh. Because you got to yeah, figure right. this was after they got picked by the Pistons, and the original trade that Kobe even said went down was there. They had a trade to Detroit down, but he vetoed it because the trade was for Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, and Tayshaun Prince, and he said, "Why the hell would I go to the Pistons when three of their starters are coming here? I'm in the same boat. I won't. I won't accept that trade." And he vetoed it
0: hmm.
5: So he would have been a piston If anything Which would have been odd But I guess I would have hated it
2: that Yeah I still, I still hold ill will Against the Pistons for for, for for robbing Lakers of the ship
5: Dude man yeah I don't think we'll ever see a team Where like opposing teams Average 79 points a game Or whatever the hell it was that year
3: Yeah that defense yeah, no, was, no. was Ridiculous <laughs>
5: They stopped. Well, if I mean, if I, I'm more mad about Boston for stopping Kobe from getting six because they went to seven games, but I was happy because KG got a ring. Boston, yeah, or was Detroit was just like hold my beer, and they swept the Lakers or beat them in five or whatever. You know, yeah, because Kobe, Kobe got the game winner on one.
0: Well,
5: <laughs> I think if Carl Malone didn't get hurt, it might have been different. Because Carl Malone was still playing. I mean, that was still that was a year removed from him, you know, playing what he did in Utah. So, I mean, he wasn't – it wasn't like a bad Carl Malone. It was – that was kind of what ended Carl Malone. So, I, I think it, it – you know you know what it kind of reminds me of is, too um, – and, and I've said this, and, you know, I'll, I'll throw this – you know, I mean, Elijah, I don't know if you agree, disagree, but, you know, as, as, a, as a fan from, from back then, but uh, uh, I still think that the Lakers would have beat – the Jordan Bulls team, if Worthy didn't get hurt. Because they they rattled in the first game, and then Worthy got hurt, and they had nobody to stop Scotty. I think if Worthy didn't get hurt, I think the Lakers win that game or that series. Mm -hmm. I think then, you know, I still think Jordan goes on and beats Portland and Phoenix the next two years, but I think it would have stopped their first title. I think it would have been a year later before he did it.
3: Yeah, it definitely would have, like been a definitely James Worthy like getting injured is definitely a huge X factor for like for the Bulls like winning. I mean I guess, the Bulls
5: had no answer that game one. They couldn't do anything against that defense. Yeah. Um but then again maybe he doesn't retire and maybe Akeem Olajuwon doesn't get two rings. Yeah. You know it's just it's God it's just just the hyperbole of of what could have happened when A goes to B if things are different is just so wild, man. Elijah keeps throwing them zingers at us, Jordan, and it just, ah, it's great. I love it, man. uh,
2: The, uh, the, what's the skill that you think that was your favorite thing of Kobe's to watch? Like, I know there's two things that come to mind when I think Kobe, and, um, It was for me like when he was number eight, Kobe. uh, The way that he would attack the baseline, uh, come under the basket, and and just fish every time uh, was was amazing. Uh, You know, I always like players that go baseline because I I feel like I feel like that's uh, I don't know I feel like that's that's like going through the middle for some reason like uh, in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like when you're attacking the baseline, like you're just you're asking to you know get pushed out or or uh, you know, get getting put in a bad spot, and, and he just he just he killed it every time.
5: I love I, the fadeaway. He you couldn't, you know, there's there's it was never as dominant as you know a Shaq post up dunk in the paint or as a Kareem hook shot, but you know there's a reason he he molded himself after Jordan with that and perfected it. Because of Kobe fadeaway? I mean sorry. There's nothing you could do. It's gonna score. It's gonna happen. I apologize. You know, it is clamps. Let's not forget nine ti- nine straight defensive all first teams or whatever, man. Let's not forget this dude has some clamps on him.
3: I like yeah. I really liked his like his post post up skills for a guard. Like the way he would the way he would score in the post and stuff, the footwork that he had and, like, the pump fakes and, like, the spins and just, like, his his skill to post, like, other guards up and score, like, in the post was insane for a guard. Like, that, that was really fun to watch, to see him to that, see him do that.
5: And that's got to be frustrating as a two guard, that you have to guard this guy who can take you, who can bring you into the post, and you there, you can't do anything about it.
3: No, because he like, can go. He can go by you too. Like he can beat you like pretty much any way you can think of. Like it's just it, you're just helpless.
5: And you know it's crazy to think that because this is such a traveling trophy, when it's all said and done, he only has one MVP. I think about that yeah. twenty year career. I think he's got he robbed
2: of one actually. You
3: know. Yeah, kind of, I think he was robbed like, a couple times, and then he had Shaq on his team. Like that didn't help.
5: I mean, what, is, what is Jordan? Jordan only has like three, doesn't he? Or does he have more than that?
3: I think he might. Jordan might have more than three.
5: LeBron's um, only got three, I think.
2: Who, who are the, the, the There's a special like three club, isn't there? Isn't it, like Bird, um, Magic.
5: I guess so quick, we're weird. gonna sound like we're gonna sound like noobs here as we don't know what we're talking about.
2: We kinda of yeah, put yeah, each other I on the spot. LeBron okay, Jordan
8: LeBron has five. Time, Jordan Jordan has
5: five. five yeah. Russell has five, uh Kareem has six. Yeah, so like so Jordan yeah, so Jordan Yeah, I mean you mean you mean it so like look look like look at these years. So Jordan won it in eighty eight and then Magic won it the next two years. Okay, I'm fine with Magic Johnson. I won't argue that. LeBron had the next ones. Um ninety three when the the Bulls won the title. Charles Barkley won the MVP. Okay. I guess. You know, he's out the next two. Malone Sandwich is in between before and after the next two. And then Kobe one time, two thousand eight. You know, Nash had two, Duncan had two, Garnett had one. Shaq, Shaq only had one MVP. It's crazy to think about. Ivo and then LeBron, you know, he won it four times in five years, which, you know, he was in a perfect spot to do it where he didn't have as as, as much of a, you know, that was kind of a you know a different little era from 2008, 2012, like that. But, you know, I mean, even look at it now, like, I think he should be a front runner to win the MVP this year. And he might, who's to say he doesn't even finish out of the top three.
0: Yeah.
5: You know, it's such a traveling to- trophy that it's, it's just weird to think about. It's, it's a lot different than looking at like the way that they treat championships. And I get that because they treat championships different, which I think is fair to do in the NBA. Cause there's only five people on a court, you know, it's, yeah. It's that's why I always hate when when people go, well, Manning's never going to be greater than Brady because he doesn't have the rings. Well, there's twenty one other people on the field. It's not like one person, you know. Yeah.
3: No, football yeah. definitely is more like. I mean, basketball I think is a team game, but football is like even more of a team game than oh. than basketball because you know you like. Peyton Manning can't go out on defense if the defense is struggling, but Kobe Bryant can be like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm scoring right now, but I really need to pick up my defense and stop my guy, and mm-hmm. he can stop his. He can like stop his guy, whereas Peyton Manning can't go out in the field and and stop like, uh, someone um, from whatever. I
2: remember when Steve Young threw a pick to Deion Sanders. And then, uh, and dude, uh, like gave him a back body drop on the on the comeback. Was <laughs> <tight>. <laughs> like,
5: look at him! Um, look at uh, look at Sidney Crosby. He's got two Hart Memorial trophies, and people go, "Well, he's not better than Ovechkin. Ovechkin's got three. Okay, I get that, but at the NHL, there's there's twelve forwards, six defensemen that are always dressed, not counting the goaltender. So you have 18 dressed players out on the ice. It's not just one guy. I'm sorry that Sidney Crosby can't do it all. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
5: That's the, that's the one difference where in the NHL, or in the NBA at least, it, it helps to gauge it, and I think that's what makes it so such a crazy trophy is because it is a traveling trophy. So, you know, who's you, you could argue LeBron should be a six-time winner, but he's only a four-time winner. Because of yep. things like that, you know, the year he he truly won his first NBA championship when he beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, Durant got the trophy because Durant got him to the finals with other people, you know, but yeah. that was the year that he finally won on it, you know, you could say that he won that title, and he didn't mm-hmm. get the credit, you know, he didn't get the MVP. No. maybe he deserved it. Um I got a uh I got a couple more clips here. Um to to play here. This is uh this is from Inside Stuff. Uh I just wanna play this one here. Um got a couple more I wanna do through here. We're running out of time here, but I wanna play this first clip here.
3: A moderate How
1: intelligent, <laughs> you know, Jerry Jerry West was talking about it earlier, like you know, he's obviously he was fluid in Italian. This, this and is then more often I actually had to be yeah, watching yeah. television. He's given... Uh, Luca uh a little stuff in Slovenian, and I was like, I was like, that dude right there is a, a Renaissance man. When you take the time to learn different languages, that's pretty special. I mean, obviously he grew up in Italy, so that's different. But to take the time. To come to a Laker game, bring his daughter, because I think she wants to take a picture with Luca. It's a beautiful picture, too. But to take the time, like, let me learn a little bit of Slovenian. Nobody says that.
3: Yeah, you're the last guy I ever heard say that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, D-Way, what made him special? I think it was, um, well, I know it was, it was his way with people. You know, Kobe had this ability to make you feel like you were the only person in the room when he talked to you. You know, I, I think. You know, One one of my favorite things about Kobe was the way that he made my kids feel whenever they come around the way that he made Zaire feel. And one of my favorite moments is All-Star Weekend, his last All-Star. My son is on the court rebounding for us and Kobe says, Zaire, come down here. And Zaire looks at me and he's like nervous, like, should I go? And I say, well, you better go get your Kobe moment, <laughs> you know, but like he took that time and every time he's seen Zaire, he took that time and I, all of us sitting up here as kids, we know how important it is for someone they admire to take a moment to make them feel special, and he did that every time, and that's that's my favorite part about Kobe.
10: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, the only post I put on him is my son Malloy was screaming his name at the All-Star game, and he's just screaming, and he looks up, and I got it on video, and Kobe thumbs up to him, and he just breaks out in a smile, and then I, you know you start thinking about the you know obviously you guys had as teammates had different things, but. You know, there's two other moments that just stood out for me. Uh, You know, the first basketball camp that my son K.J. went to was Kobe Bryant's camp at LMU. He never went to a basketball camp. I wouldn't send him overnight anywhere else, but I sent him to Kobe's camp. That was the first. And then the the biggest memory is Hurricane Katrina. Um, Hurricane, we were all horrific things that happened, Hurricane Katrina. And I called at the time David Levy, who was running Turner, and I said, hey, I want to do something. He says, uh, I, said, I want to do a basketball game. It was Monday. I said, He said, We well, want you to do it. I want to do it Friday. He's like, You can't do that, Kenny. He said, Who do you have? And so I hung up the phone and I stopped. And I said, If I call Kobe and I get him, I'll get everybody. So I called his agent at the time, Rob, and, and I said, and They put me on a three way with him. I said, Listen, I'm doing this game and I'm explaining to her. You know, he's like, I'm watching what's going on. He said, What do you need? I said, I need you to play said, who do you have? I said, you're the first. If I get you, I got everybody. <laughs> exactly. And he said, I'm in. He said, you need me to do, like, an interview to let everybody know I'm playing? I said, no, I'm going to announce it, but I'm going to need you to do interviews. And from then, I called Kevin Garnett, and I got 26 players in less than 24 hours because Kobe Bryant said it.
8: Yeah. Yeah, and your first line was, hey, I got
1: Kobe's. Kobe's coming to be the That was it. That was first line. Yeah, yeah. Was, remember, yeah. I got Kobe. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> going to be really cool, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's gonna, I'm going to be happy and sad. Because I live in Philadelphia during the summer, I used to live in Lower Merion. Really? So I passed his high school and his gym every day, several times a day. And for the last 30 years, every time I went back to the first, the, the, uh, drove by at the first time, say Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. And now it's going uh, to have a different meaning. It's going to have a different meaning. I'm going to be. Uh, glad to think about Kobe because it because it brings it, it's and that's thing we talk. About, this is gonna br- he always brings great memories. So he was your rookie.
6: Yes.
8: So so did you put him through
6: rookie treatment? No, Jerry West wouldn't allow it. Jerry was like, this kid's gonna be special. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, so we did. And I was and I was <laughs> around the time where Hazen was outlawed anyway. So weren't really allowed to do anything. And he was different, but he was very motivated, very different. My favorite Kobe moment, and I have a million, million of them, but Phoenix All-Star game, I was a reserve on the All-Star, and me and him got in the game together, and we are playing, I'm like, damn, this feels like feels like the old days. So at the end, when they co-announced the MVP, my boys are there with me. I'm older. Kobe's league. I figured he'd take the trophy. He looks at Sharif, Miles, my two youngest son, and he gives him the trophy. I'm like, no, nah, Kobe, don't worry about it. He said, no, I'll get mine later. And then I knew then that all the stuff that that you know, all the stuff that we had that we had been through, got to erase It and our relationship started getting better for them. And I got to thank TNT for putting that that. Uh, the conversation that we had together. Yeah, that was that, that was awesome. I thought that was important when it yeah it was, it was it was it was very important. It was, on,
3: it was on NBA TV, correct? And, and yeah. you sat down and and
6: really cleared any air that needed clearing that night. And he always looked out for my babies, like every time. I got and you know it's listen, it's hard, and I'm sure it was hard for my dad because my dad asked me one day who's your favorite player? And I said, Dr. J, you should have saw his face. So imagine me asking my kids, who's your favorite player? D-Wade, Kobe.
0: (laughs) I'm
6: like,
10: Candace. You don't know. You're you're synonymous with Kobe. There's not a basketball conversation that ever would have before the tragedy that your name or his name wouldn't be in. So let's start there. But secondly, you know, this tragedy – has brought out a, a internal thought process about how short life is. But the other moment when you shook Kobe's hand I called people that I had beef with and said I'm I apologize because I watched you two
6: guys come together. But you know, I don't know I don't know if y'all had that game, but it was on Martin Luther King. Yes. And you guys know me, I like marketing. So I'm going to keep it going, you know what I'm saying, regardless, just to, you know, just, just to keep it going. But I was like, not on this day. Not on this day. I got to shake his hand. And I shook his hand, and he shook his hand. Because one, one, one thing about both of us, we say stuff, but we, we didn't really care. because. You know, sometimes you just got to get stuff off your chest. Like me and Charles, it funny thing about me and Charles when I go out, people actually really think I don't like Charles. <laughs> when I'm walking through the airport and you don't know, like, listen, bro, and I have to explain to him, I said, listen, me and Charles had our altercation. I get back to the thing, it's a lady on the phone. There's two ladies on the phone. It's his mom and, and my mom. And they had been best friends for years. I never knew that. So one day I come home and they get to playing cards and doing all that stuff. They had a similar type of relationship. Like two sisters just, but it's, you know, like <laughs> talking. So, you know, people as well, I said, yes, I love Charles. Charles my older brother. We fight and we argue, but the respect. It's always gonna yeah. be there. We will never cross line. I, I know. I always say, yo, I'm gonna, you know, punch you in your face but, and do that. Yeah. But, but in
1: fairness, but in fairness, I was on top punching there.
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> there you. All right. Hey, Steve Nash, Candace Parker. Thank you for sharing your memories with us. We really appreciate
5: that. That's fun, man. That's just fun hearing the good, the good stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Not to try to get Clip happy, but I think I think a positive light came from that one. I got a shorter one I want to play. This is from that game, Jordan, we've been talking about, the Utah Jazz, April 2016, I believe it was, uh, Kobe's final speech after the game. Well, here he goes. We will now
1: address the fans here at Staples Center one last time.
8: You know, it's, uh, I can't believe how fast 20 years went by, I mean, this is crazy, this is absolutely crazy, and, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and, uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on, you know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs, and, uh, I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a die-hard, I mean a die-hard Laker fan, die-hard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships but about the down years because we didn't run we didn't run we played through all that stuff and we got our championships and we did it the right way and uh all i can do here is just thank you guys thank you guys for all the years of support thank you guys for all the motivation thank you for all the inspiration and uh you know (laughs) what's funny (laughs) The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball during the last night. They're like, don't pass it. (laughs) 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 This has been been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, You guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And... uh, Thank you, thank you, from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And, uh, my family, to my family, my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out.
10: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Everyone's telling me, don't pass it, don't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was man.
5: Good. That was good. Uh, so, before we close here, I got <laughs> two. I need to know who invited. <laughs> Adam Morrison. <laughs> Adam Morrison jumped on like Andrew Bynum's vehicle, and then when Bynum got there, he clubbed him in the back of the head and took his ticket. <laughs> no, <laughs> is like I'm gonna get recognized. Zaga. <laughs> did he
2: play against Yeah,
3: he, he played against Zaga.
2: Zags. Lost in the final four.
5: And then Kobe in the second quarter was like, "Is
3: that a Morrison here?" <laughs>
0: oh,
3: I smell something. Oh my god!
0: That's, what, that's
3: what um, guy.
5: So, I have, I have, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna outshow us with something that I, that I definitely want to play, um, just because it's, it's, it's such a boisterous song uh mario ruiz did it um but before we do that i have one final clip to play and then i want to and then i just want to go through and just give our last thoughts and then i'm going to send everyone home with uh with with a song that has filled my my playlist for the last four or five days here and something i just keep playing to myself but i want to play this last clip because this is this is just the epitome of the the outreach of what he had just outside of sports even you know with with everybody else so I'm gonna play this clip this clip is from uh, Sunday and um, Alicia Keys, Boys to men and this is gonna suck I'm gonna I'm probably turning it over to you guys after this um, we'll see what happens here but I'm gonna play this clip We'll give our final uh, final thoughts and we'll we'll send you guys out. But I just it just what he meant to just everybody and outside of sports in general and and what he did for just just life and his mentality. Um, I want to drop this clip and then we'll we'll close out with you guys.
11: Here we are together on music's biggest night celebrating the artists that do it best. But to be honest with you, we're all feeling crazy sadness right now. Because earlier today, Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. Right now, Kobe and his daughter Gianna and all of those that, are, that have been tragically lost today are in our spirit, they're in our hearts, they're in our prayers, they're in this building And I would like to ask everybody to take a moment and just hold them inside of you, hold them inside of you, and share our strength and our support with their families. We never imagined in a million years we'd have to start the show like this. Never, 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 never. So we wanted to do something that could describe a tiny bit how we all feel right now. It's so hard to say goodbye to what we had, the good times. We love you, Colby Boys and men Mm. Thank y'all so much Thank you
5: That was from the Grammys at Staples Center on Sunday Um, Elijah, go ahead
3: uh, I just want to say that you you never expect like a legend like Kobe Bryant to just like to die like this, and it's pretty crazy and it's really sad and you know his his legacy will live on forever, but. You know, I just wanna say rest in peace to all the six passengers who who died on there and that Kobe Bryant will be missed. Jordan.
2: Um, awesome tribute. Uh you know, to open the Grammys there by Alicia Keys and um Boy obviously uh Philadelphia natives themselves. Um uh, so a little Philly to Philly connection there. Uh, Kobe, absolutely a a monolith in sports at this point, um, and uh, contributed a lot to the game, uh, sharing the game and the knowledge to his daughter. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, just you know, trying to try to again build that next uh, that next generation of player. Um, yeah, it sucks. The loss for sports, loss for fans, loss for you know. Uh, uh, you know his family, his loved ones. It's big. It's a big deal, I and mean, it's it's weird sometimes to think that this is how you know reacting to to a celebrity or an entertainer or an athlete. But you know, it's it's it's, it's things that people connect to. He created that connection, any uh, you know, 48 minutes at a time. So rest in peace, Mamba. It goes right
5: you were honestly an inspiration. Your mom
3: mentality
5: is not something that's just a bullshit Reebok or Gatorade commercial. It's something that's a mantra that I truly believe in. I, I do it every day. I wish I did it better. I, God. <sighs> Thank you. I, I don't have words to even reciprocate how I feel or what, I, what I'm what i thinking or how I'm breathing or acting or, or doing. Um, man, fuck it, bro. You were the goat, dude. Thank you, Kobe. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Elijah, man. I, I'm glad I had you guys here with me because if I couldn't get through this, I knew you guys would have been there to to pick it up and make it work. Um, you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are my family, man. Thank you for being here for me on this because this is one of the hardest PRs in my fucking life. Sorry for the language, but I don't care. <laughs> Call the CEO and see what he thinks and I'll tell him to suck my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Thank y'all. Thanks, everyone. Looking at you right now, Colby. Man, you'll never be forgotten, bro. I, I love you. In the words of what he said, man, Mamba out. We are Sportscast Radio.
1: Kobe Bryant, at the end of the day, will go down as the greatest basketball player that has ever lived.
0: High, golden and
5: Out the gate, motivated by the hate, hate A modern day great and a legend in LA I still fade away like a young number 8 And I ain't even done going hard in the paint I shattered my Achilles, had me laying on the ground Got up and knocked the free throws down Shit. Haters, doubters, come and get in line I'm in the ring right now Toe to toe with Father time huh. Facilitate fine, drop another dime I'm fine like wine, this is Vino, baby Do it for my daughters and my beautiful lady You're dealing with a giant Kobe Bean Bryant Take the helicopter down to State Center Drops 81, sir, Toronto Raptors Woo. I laugh at the critics You <laughs> tickle me a little, got a ring on five fingers And you can get the myth. And when they hate me and question the king I just break another record, laugh and I flash on my high golden dream Unstoppable, stop when they
0: doubt me All the numbers I bring, Lake and Nation hold me down forever, they all sing I golden dream
10: oh, no, cool. yeah! Side was done, thought i run, my dead and
5: gone, lower, Marion to the upper echelon. Ooh. Straight out of high school, never look back, now I'm a king count. Five golden rain. I'm a god of the game, they saying my name in vain, knowing damn well on any day, I'm making it rain. Uh. Madison Square, well, Staples don't, don't care, care. Hat jack, he know I got. My first three rings. with the big fellas, still they doubt em. Last after the said it got a pair without him 30 down with the books and who don't pass off 6,000 assists, homie can't be wrong. I ain't the same, ice water in my veins. I'm playing
0: through pain, still got the ball, to so take the shot at the end of the game. Three on the clock, down my two, who's getting the rock? Ask Phil, nobody does it better. it's Kobe, on And fly. when they hate me and question the king, I just break another record. Laugh and I flash from my High Golden Ring, unstoppable. And when they doubt me, all the numbers I
8: bring. Lakin' Nation holds me down forever, they all sing. I Golden Ring. your incredible support. It means so much to us. We could have done it without you.